Alright, so I'm recording now. And, uh... I just left my house because, um my roommate is home and I didn't want to be recording this while he was there but um so now I'm sitting on the corner of a random street in my neighborhood in my car with a shotgun mic and um and headphones <clears throat> recording this um and I'm I am super depressed just as the title of this podcast suggests and uh just to warn people i'm not going to be i'm not going to be editing this like i think i edit myself too much in my daily life and so this is going to be the one thing that though i hope other people will get something from it uh ultimately i need to make it as stress-free as possible and and not edit myself uh literally not edit myself um so I don't know I guess I would say that I'm a like a high functioning depressive or somebody who who from outward appearances is fine uh and when I do happen to talk to people about the fact that I'm depressed or I feel really depressed uh they they generally are surprised. Um, you know, I work, uh, I work in a really competitive uh, part of the film industry on a major uh, cable network show. Um, and I, you know, I make money and um, I have a nice roommate and a nice place that I live. And my parents are still alive and they're still married and they are wonderful people. Um, but I, you know, I've just been sidled with kind of crippling self-consciousness and, and depression since probably middle school, um, since I was 12 or 13. And I've always been a, I've always been a sensitive person. I, uh, when I was in elementary school, I, I used to cry all the time. Um, I remember like a girl put a piece of tape on my back one time just as like a really dumb little joke and I just started bawling. Um, like anything could kind of set me off. If my mom was mad at me, that would set me off. Um, you know, so I've always been a really sensitive person. And the flip side of that is that that sensitivity is really helpful to me like in my job um i'm really attuned to other people and their emotions and what their head states are um which i do think has helped me navigate situations and be really aware of situations um whether it's in negotiation or if a friend's feeling bad and trying to comfort them or um the self-awareness that I have and the awareness I have of others and the empathy I have for others is a tool. Um, but back to the other flip side of it, um, it's also sort of overwhelming because I feel like I have a constant, I'm, 
I have a constant sense of myself. I don't, I, I can't remember the last time I kind of got lost in an activity and wasn't acutely aware of, you know, what I was doing and how I was being perceived and trying to control that image of myself, which is another reason why I don't think I should edit this is that I need to just be, I need to just be myself. Um, to the extent that I can while I know that I'm recording myself. Um, and I would say things have just progressed to this point where it's like, I, you know, I've had therapists at various points in my life and have felt to varying degrees that like how helpful they've been. Um, but my overall sentiment has, has been that it, it, it becomes like, just a complaining session for me and that kind of what I need more is almost like a coach someone who can kind of set up a plan and it's like okay I'm hearing what your issues are here's the root of it and here's what you need to do to get over it and i it's not that that doesn't exist out there I just don't feel like I've gotten that yet and uh um I guess something else you know I'm 31 years old uh <laughs> I've had a lot happen recently that like most people probably wouldn't care about um, or care as much about, but maybe I'm selling it short. You know, I noticed that my, my hair is thinning. For instance, I think I had something I've been really in trying to sort of diagnose why I'm feeling just why I'm feeling so, so low or so down. Um, I, I can point, there's something generally happening, right? But one thing that, that I've latched on to recently is like, I, I looked in the mirror and I saw that my hairline was higher and that my hair was thinner and it was harder to, um, to style it. Uh, and it was easier to see my scalp. And that was really scary for, you know, a number of reasons. Also families walking by me right now. This is pretty weird. Um, but, uh, You know, I, like you see your, you see your hair thin. I think I had in my head, there's not a ton of people in my family who are, who are bald. My, my dad, who's like 67, 68, maybe 70, I, 69. I can't remember how old my dad is. Um, but he, he's bald on the top of his head and has very thin hair. And, um, I've always had very fine hair. Um, and now it's, it's the process is starting, you know, and it's probably been starting for years, but I was sort of blissfully unaware of it. Um, and now that I, it's gone far enough that I, I am aware of it. Uh, it just brings up a lot of, a lot of issues around mortality, um, for me and, and feeling, you know, that, oh yeah, like, you know, time passes for me too. And and I'm going to die, you know, at some point, which doesn't sound like this crazy revelation. I've certainly had that at many different times in my life. But when there's, you have some, I'd imagine some, some sort of life scare or some, you know, something like this, that's like a, a real milestone of, of, of age or can be used as a milestone of age. It, 
brings everything into like really strong relief and and it was only like f- maybe five months ago now six months ago now that i that i noticed anything happening um and uh and so every day kind of feels like this struggle to try to like bring my hair back to life uh which is very stressful and um and makes me feel bad it's like well why am i so worried about aging um you know and i don't know i'm kind of losing my own thread i'm also talking to myself in a car so there's that but uh yeah, I've got this habit of just of being like really, really hard on myself, um, you know. And I wonder, I wonder how much, how many things I've sort of like missed out on because I was like the one, the one good thing from the one good thing from feeling like I'm I'm aging is that, and is that it's like oh well, your time is limited, and so in a lot of ways, it's really made me kind of ramp up my efforts to do the things I want to do before I die um career wise love wise relationship wise um and and something that I return to a lot in my head that I don't and I don't know how healthy it is is like I think about how I thought of my how I thought I would be when I was this age or when I was you know 25 or how far along I'd be and what I would be doing and I think of myself, ah, I'm going to make myself cry. <clears throat> I think of myself as a, as a child um, and being very much like the class clown and laughing and having fun and always being the goofy, crazy one. And I loved what I loved, you know, like I, I played video games all, all the time. It was something that I... I could do all day uh, and I would get obsessed with the characters and um, I'm, I draw and so I would I would sit and I would draw for hours and hours and hours the, the characters I'd have my Nintendo power and then a piece of paper next to it where I'd be sort of copying copying the uh, copying the, the drawing down um, and I loved it and I could do it all day and I had a wall filled with all the characters I liked um, and I, I, I really, what I liked, I really liked. I liked, you know, dinosaurs. I, when I found out, when I watched the Alien movies for the first time, probably when I was way younger than I should be, uh, I, I got obsessed in video games and, and drawing and art and all that stuff. Um, and I wanted to be an animator, uh, and I would make little flip books, little really basic flip books. Um, and it's funny because in my head I talk about them, and I'm like, those weren't very good. <laughs> I think about other kids that were doing similar things, and others were better, or you know, more to do, or more talented, or whatever. And uh, and I think of this kind of happy-go-lucky, weird kid, and and then I f- I think about how that part of me was so 
like stamped out of me through middle school and high school. You know, I mentioned being a sensitive person and I think, uh, I think as a sensitive person, those years are like excruciating. And I, and I think, I think it's fair. I've sort of like self-diagnosed as I've done a lot of, tried to do a lot of work on myself over the years. Um, try to self-diagnose what my behavioral tendencies are, you know, and I, I basically fall into the category of a highly sensitive person. And that can be, you know, like highly emotionally sensitive. And also like, I'm extremely sensitive to, to sound. Uh, if there's kind of anything, uh, that I can hear, for instance, I can't like go to bed. Like I can, if it's traffic or whatever, it's fine. But if it's people talking or, or anything, I just, I can't tune it out. Um, and, uh, and I'm really, a, really, really attuned to other people's energy and what they're giving off and how they're feeling. And, and I also take that information and I always sort of reflect it back through my, like it's, like it's reflecting back on me, like I'm doing it to them, which is just a bad habit. And, uh, So yeah, I think this is going to be an audio, this is going to be an audio journey, journey. Well, maybe that's a good slip because it's, it's going to be an audio journal of the journey of trying to figure out how I can get through some of the things that might be weighing me down. You know, I feel a lot of stress around my job and career. Um, a big part of work I you know in this particular industry is like you need to be good at your job but you also need to be a, a likable a likable person and um and the people who are most successful have this sort of like cool kind of unique edge around them um you know and they have like cool hobbies and like all that stuff and i I feel like I don't, like I don't fit that, um, and, sorry, there's just a guy packing up next to me, and he's just weirding me out, um, so I've got a lot of senses of sort of not being good enough, um, and a lot of feeling that, um, or like, I've, and I think I've done a a great job of of getting my career to a, to a place that I'm excited about. Um, you know, right now I'm working on a show that um, that is that years ago I would I would have dreamed of 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 working on. Um, and that there's something very special and exciting about that. Um, but some other part of me is like, well, as I continue to become successful. Or to continue to have, continue to have success. This feeling of being a fraud, or this feeling of like I'm gonna be found out, or like people like I won't be able to keep up the veneer of happiness, or I won't be able to keep up, you know, a real sense of. There's just a lot of like, there's a lot of shame, I think, shame of like, my feelings, shame of, of, who I am, and. And a lot of like 
taking parts of myself and tamping them down in order to fit into different situations. And something I have noticed over the years is like when you when you do that, you're subconsciously you're you're consciously rejecting yourself. Uh or or maybe it's subconsciously. You're somewhere in between telling yourself that you're not good enough as you are and that you need to change to meet this standard of whatever situation you're in. And then that feeling of rejection like like it's it's almost like a poison. And as someone who's very sensitive like I know when I've basically um, I know when I've done something that to use like I know when I've done something that's not like respecting myself and and when I don't respect myself, then I don't. Some part of me doesn't respect that I'm not respecting myself, which then subtly brings me down because it makes me not be excited because I'm not being me. Um, and I've spent a lot, a lot of time sort of putting together an identity or doing doing things that I thought other people would approve of that would help me get to where I need to go. And uh, caring a lot, a lot what other people think. Caring a lot what other people think, judging myself according to what I assume other people think, and just judging myself in general. And I spent a lot of years feeling really empty inside. I spent most of my 20s feeling really empty inside and not knowing how to, and feeling like every time I tried to connect with even people I knew really well, like my parents or my brother, that it was like, I was, like some part of my my brain wasn't present, that I'm just, I'm just like grasping at like, I'm just, I'm like limping across the finish line. I'm like trying to get to the finish line of any interaction I have. And when it was that type of feeling was happening with my parents, that make made me genuinely sad. It makes me sad and, and it doesn't really happen as much anymore. I mean, there was a, I would say <clears throat> probably brought on by being incredibly broke living in Los Angeles, uh, trying to be a part of the film industry at a high high level as far as budgets go, um, it can just be really tough and unforgiving, um, which is not inherently a, a bad thing. Like, you want to rise to the challenge, but... I... Uh, I don't know. I'm like, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs>
some part of this is good too because I feel this this pressure to like get back to what I was talking about you know I don't want to lose anybody who's listening but then I have to remind myself that that's not what this is and that if I want to take pauses I will and that it's okay and I just spent a lot of years hiding hiding from social situations dreading going to people's birthday parties dreading going to you know as an adult I mean dreading going to like to bars to like to meeting people like not knowing what to say like feeling like I needed to cover up or embarrassed that I didn't have the job that I wanted or you know just all these feelings of like oh I'm not good enough I'm not quite ready yet I'm not I'm not quite ready yet. And I get to this place now where it's like, I feel like I've got a, a really heavy blanket over me. And I, every move that I make, I feel every, everything I do that requires motivation is is weighted, weighted down, more difficult, takes more effort. I'm working from a place of inertia rather than momentum right now. And, and it's kind of exhausting. And And there's things that I know I should do, you know, I know that I should be easier on myself. I know that I should lower my standards. I know that I should, I know that I should, uh, relax. You know, I know, like I intellectually know all this stuff, but at the end of the day, um, I don't feel like I have the tools. I don't feel like I have the tools to like to actually do those things. I feel like this paralysis. I feel like okay, well I don't know what I don't know what to do. Like I don't I don't know what my next move is. You know? And uh You know, beyond the hair stuff, I've had, I've had some health problems recently <clears throat> that are like related to my bladder, and uh, and I think ultimately I'll be okay. But like, I, you know, I've been on antibiotics and stuff like that the past. I've been on antibiotics the past two to three months, and the fact that like I haven't improved all the way, and I still experience this discomfort, and like I call the doctor, and they're like, hey. You know, you're going to, uh, you know, I call the doctor and, and they're like, hey, uh, okay, we're going to schedule this, like, test that will, like, will look inside of your bladder. Like, and the, like, uh, it just really scares me. And this bladder issue has, like, affected my ability to sort of, you know, like, I can be, 
I can like hook up with people and be intimate, but like there, like I just have this constant urge to pee and, and it sucks and, um, and it scares me. And like, I have in my head this ticking clock of like, your hair is going to be gone in like four years. And like, it's just going to get worse from where it is right now. And like, you need to like do as much dating as you can during that time. Like I have in my head that like no one wants to date a bald dude or a balding dude. And, um, and even that is like such a, a simplistic sort of view of how people work and how they, how they value and view other people. Um, you know, but I've got that in my head, um, and I can't seem to shake it. And, uh, You know, I'm like, my I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was like, you know, the problem is you're sort of like, in each moment, living in the future, anticipating what's going to happen, happen, or, or you're in the past, thinking about past things that went down, you know. But what you really got to do is get to this exact present moment, and be in the moment, and that, that's a cliche. I think that friend actually just texted me. You know, and um, there's so many adjustments I need to make. Um, and I hate phrasing it like that because it puts pressure on myself, but being easier on myself, lowering my standards a little bit for myself, kind of the same thing. Um, being present, not trying to control so much. <coughs> Really thinking that I'm okay. Accepting the fact that I'm aging. Accepting the fact that not everyone's going to be attracted to me. And not everyone's going to want to date me. Accepting the fact that, like, right now this is kind of where I'm at. This is how I feel. And it's not good or bad. I think it's bad, honestly. That that was, like... That was like the psychologist inside me talking. It is bad. I don't like feeling like this. But the one way that it's not bad is that it's just my body giving me a warning sign. It's just my my mind and my body telling me like something's up. Like and prompting me to deal with it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the way that bodies seem to deal with this stuff is by making you feel like garbage and making you feel like you don't want to do anything. Um, and I don't really understand that. I did see Inside Out, and I thought that that insight of, like, 
sadness is a way to like bring people to you to then help whatever problem you're having was really pretty special and interesting and um i've always like i've watched like pixar movies and i kind of just been annoyed by them um they're just so they're so cute they're so cute that they're so cute as to feel like disingenuous um and uh But that movie, like, with all of its mental health themes and the frame, the whole framework of it, and was pretty special and unique, um, and felt like it was coming from a genuine place, not just like a "we're gonna manipulate you into feeling things" place. And. Uh, Which is funny because I, that's like why I watch movies and why I'm in this industry is because I want to feel things. But there is a there is a way of approaching entertainment, I think, that's you know, instead of kicking a puppy to make you make you feel sad or angry, like there's just more subtlety and nuance to you know, something around some sad event. And, uh, I think the trap that you get in as somebody who, from all appearances, is, uh, is fine, um, the trap you get into is is getting depressed that you're depressed and it's like a like a vicious cycle of feeling bummed you're bummed that you're bummed and uh you know just sucks just sucks like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be feeling the way that you do You don't have any reason. You don't have any reason to feel the way, ch way that you do. But then I can't shake the fact that I do feel this way. I've been avoiding, like, going out with friends in the past few weeks. I've been avoiding kind of... I've been reaching out to people, but I haven't been, like, uh, going to that many social events. Um... Maybe if I do go out, it's it's on a Saturday night, but Friday night will typically be, you know, uh, this cute girl in my neighborhood is walking by and I'm sitting in the car with my headphones on in a mic with a giant fur thing on it. Um, you know, I, I just... want to feel like the things that I do matter and I want to feel like the things that I do 
will add up to something bigger than me. And and sometimes I look at where I live in the city of Los Angeles and I I think of where I grew up in the Bay Area and in all the places I could live in the world. I could move to Paris or Vietnam or anywhere. Um, I just want, I wonder if my time is not being spent the way that it could be. And and the feeling of having lost so many years, years have gone by where I've I've been just every day, every social interaction, just everything, just a struggle, just hiding out in my room, hiding out in my house. Feeling good about the times that I did go out, but then not so good that I wanted to do it again. It was more like, oh, I feel good because I survived it. And uh, I just... I just hope I can figure something out. Like, I'm tired of feeling bad. I'm tired of feeling bad all the time. I'm tired of I'm tired of rejecting myself and thinking I'm not good enough or smart enough um, or good looking enough or just feeling like I'm not meeting some arbitrary standards that are in my mind. I'm tired of like regretting it's just you start to like once you get to be 30, 31, and you start to see how people's lives develop. You start to see people get married. You start to see people's careers start to blossom and bloom. And there's this feeling of like a sense of time. And I, I had, when I was that age, like nine, nine or ten years old, and I was sort of at the peak of like I was generally a pretty happy person and I loved my in- the interests I had um, and that was what I did and I would watch movies all the time too and I would time would days and days would go by during summer you know and I loved that feeling of like god it's like I'm gonna live forever I had this sense that I will, I'll be around forever and like I'm so young I'll just keep going and then when you start to see the first real signs of, of aging, of the sort of, you know, health decline, because my mind is great. I'm, I'm super happy with, I'm, I'm happy with my mind. But you, you know, you, you, you get down, once you start going on the health decline, it, it's sort of like, you know, It just frames everything differently. It frames the eras of your life 
from, you know, elementary school to middle school to high school, all the times that you didn't step up, didn't do the thing that you were afraid of, um, and didn't see the opportunities and situations for what they were, and feeling like even now, it's like five years from now, I'll be like, God, I'm such an idiot, I was fine. You know, if I'd only just kind of run with it, whatever I had, whatever it was, always just run with it. You know, I can, I can like foresee that. And I don't want to just keep repeating this same refrain. You know, I don't want to keep, keep this, this hiding out, getting to a plateau and looking back and then being energized to like, do, do things and do them differently and like feeling pressure around that facing my fears all that stuff and then falling back into hiding and then feeling like I didn't spend the time well enough and regretting it and feeling weighed down by it and sad about it like I recognize the pattern and I think what's maddening for me is it's like I recognize the pattern, I see it, but I I need to like I I need to find a way to to break the habits. Like you know, maybe I should do the whole like think a positive thing every day or whatever, make a list of things that you're grateful for every day and like you know. It's tough. I've started meditating. I've been using like a meditation app. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it's good, but I'm I people my whole fucking life have talked about how great meditation is just in society on the Internet, friends, whoever. And I've always just found it to be the most tedious fucking experience so goddamn tedious to sit and meditate. But I'm really trying to give it a go. I'm trying to, like, get that clarity or whatever is supposed to come from it. And get a get a hold on my mind. You know? Bring me back to the present, as my friend said. Um, so... So yeah, I guess that's um that's it. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing a little diary or a journal entry. And I'm not going to edit them. And if you listen and you relate to it, I think that that's great. And I hope that other people will at least feel less lonely and in hearing me say these things. And for now, I'm going to keep it anonymous. Not because I'm ashamed, but just because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this is. And, uh, yeah, so.
thanks for listening and um I guess I'll talk at you next time.